So, the Chacham spent a long time to explain to Gazari all the different facets of the importance of understanding the importance of a tradition in Torah Shabbat Peh, why that gives us a way of uh, explaining the Torah which is uniform, and why that gives us a certain background which the Torah doesn't always enforce clearly, and therefore the advantage of a system where we have a Messiah and the proofs of the Messiah rather than the mindset of the Karaim or the Tzitakim, wherever it was, uh, didn't accept and didn't believe in the tradition of Torah Shabbat now, Kenira, the Kuzari is accepted, the kings accept all of that. And uh, he asks a question, which is interesting, really, this should have been, uh, let's say, a basic starting point to the discussion of Tarash Peh. And that is, having told us that there is a Messiah of Tarash Peh, and that is something which we can trace back to the time of the Levim, to the time of Moshe Rabbein himself, really. So, when it comes to the tradition through the times of the Levim, we have the Torah Shavichsaf. The Torah Zal tells us. We know that there was Moshe, Yeshua, Pinchas, Elia Koyen, Shmuel Anavi, whatever it was, David Amela, Karach and Nasan Anavi. We have a contestant, Sefer Shmuel. Now, after the Menachem, we have a continuation of Levim, whether it's Achir Shidani, Eliyahu Anavi, Elisha. And we, we, so we can chart ourselves the track of the Messiah. Rebbe to Talmud from the Psukim. From the Psukim who taught who and who took the leadership to the, of Torah leadership from the next stage. But the question is, if you're going to say that there's a Messiah, and then, and we get to the end of what's recorded in the Tanakh, so then what's the, what, who are the links? So what is this, the continuation of the chain of Messiah after that? So again, for those of us who have the Chazal, we have the Mishnais, and we have the Gemaras, so and then it's very easy to see. Uh, the Mishnah itself, in the Gideon of Pergavis, gives us the links of all the Dairis from Ashkenaz HaGadayla, which is already the end of the Nevi'im, the whole way down to Rabbi Yaranas, and from the time of Lamarayim, then again, the Gemara tells us in detail, who the Talmud of Rabbi Yaqadosh were, and who they Talmud were, and they Talmud throughout the period of the mission of the Gemara, it's all clearly detailed. But remember, the Khazari is asking now, as someone who doesn't know about that, and therefore he's going to ask, is, please explain to me, this Messiah, which we've now explained that there is, what are the links in the Messiah? How does it continue? That's his question. I said, I thought it. Amar Kuzari. Right? And he should tell me, Ma'at me, Eichusa Kabbalah, Amar Amisasa. Tell me a bit of what the Kabbalah is. What is the transmission that you say everything is based on? So, I said, okay, really, this is a history lesson. The Chavis is going to explain to us what most of us know already, but basically a bit of a historical, in brief, background of the, the, all the generations from the time of the Tanakh until the time of the Rishay. And he says, mm-hmm. We know that for the first 40 years, the second verse in English, there was still Nevi'im. There was the last three Nevi'im, Chagah, Zechari, and Malachi. And there is the those Nevi'im were, Me'askelim, Hanezarim, Bukayach, Ashkenah, Shaisabayas, Yishon. There were those who were still able to have received Nevi'im in the time of the first verse of Megdash, and they were still old enough that they were alive at the beginning of the second verse of Megdash, 70 years later. And the reason he's saying that is because we know there were no new Nevi'im who received Nevi'im after the Chorban Vayas Rishon. But Nevi'im who had already received Nevi'im beforehand, during the time of Vayas Rishon, to the extent of their lives, there were still Nevi'im. And therefore, there were those Nevi'im who were alive at the time of the Chorban and died in Babel, such as Baruch Benariya, such as Yechazkel. And there were those Nevi'im who were still alive 70 years later, obviously as older men, and came back to Israel as Nevi'im, and they continued for another... 40 years. 
For example, Ezra Sefer we know was also Malachi the last Navi. Ezra lived 120. And if he lived 40 years into the time of Baisha, and he passed 70 years of the Khurban, so he must have been 10 years old at the time of the first Khurban. We don't find the children of that age with Avi necessarily. But what the Khuzari means is that there were people who could have gotten some connection to Nabu already when there was Bayes Rishon. His Lashon is that they were Nezarim B'Koyach HaShchina Shreza B'Bayes Rishon. They had the Koyach of the Shechina which they were held from, which there was in the time of Bayes Rishon. And, and from that they got to the level of Nabu. Shana Nabu HaNikneis Nistarekes Nistarek HaShchina. The Nabu which people could acquire, could get to, left us when the Shechina left the time of Bayes Rishon. And then by the time of Chorban Ba'ez Rishon, there will be no new Nevi'im from then on. Without the Shechina being here, to get Nevi'im, is that much more difficult? We know this from a number of Gemaras. The Gemara says that in those times when there was a Shechina, so much more people were able to get Nevi'im. Uh, for example, everybody came to Yishalayim, and it was meant because there was a Gilead Shechina then, it was much easier for people to connect to that, and get to the level of being the being, certainly by Chris Yamsuf, by Harsinai, or in the Midbar, wherever there were places where there was a Gideon Shechina, it was easier for people to be Zechot to Nebu. But, in those times when there wasn't a Gideon Shechina in the world, so then for a person to become a Navi was much more difficult. We're going to see in Sefer Shmuel, that it says that Shmuel became a Navi, that was a big Chiddush, because Dvar Hashem Yachar Bayam Mehem. So there wasn't that same Gideon Shechina, it was much more rare, it was much more difficult for a person to get Nebu, and then you do much greater tzaddikim. And the examples he, gave, he gives of people who got Nebu, even in the absence of a time when Nebu was prevalent, in the absence of a time of the Shechina being there, he says, which you know, who was a Novi, even though he was the only one in the world who was Zaycha, he was living in a situation where the world was very far from Rosh Shechina, and it was only a testimony to Avraham Avinu's greatness that he was able to become a Novi in such a circumstances, somebody mentioned him. He became a Navi in Midian, where again, it was uh, nothing spiritual about Midian. There was, uh, it was only his own level that brought him to Nebu, without the without the fact that there was a level of Klaus that were on, which made Nebu easier. And instead, example, we haven't had yet, but Bezish is Mashiach. Mashiach will also be a Navi, and he'll come at a time when there isn't yet the prevalence of Nebu in the world. He'll come at a time when he's still in Goddess. And therefore, it will only be a testament to his own greatness that he's able to get Nevo, even in such a period. Um, oh, he doesn't say everybody. It's true. There was Nayach. It was also for sure a good example of that he lived in the time of the Mabel. Uh, there were the other of us also who were in the being. 100%. So he's giving examples of people who were Zechot to Nevo, um, even though it was a level way above the standard of the dark. And as he says, people like that. This is an exclusive list. The people themselves became worthy to receive the Shechina as Yechidim, as individuals, even if they were living in a situation where people around them were Zechot the Shechina. And therefore, when they were there, they were able to be Koine, uh, the Madrag of the Vur, for themselves, even though it wasn't, uh, like we said, something which was prevalent for everybody else. Initially, they had Shuvim al Bais, and never gave it to say before. There were no new Nevi'im after the Shechina left at the time of the Churban of Esbes and Megdash, but the remnants of the Nevi'im who had been alive beforehand and were still alive, like I said, in the later years, at the time of the rebuilding of the second Esbes and Megdash, there were three. 
After the first 40 years of the second base of Mikdash, when these first last Nevi'im died, so there were no new Nevi'im to replace them. What came next in, as leaders of the Jewish people? They were called the Nevi'im, who were no longer. So now there was the, we call it Ashkenazah he calls Hamoy, many, many Chachamim, who together uh, became the leaders of the next generation. And now he says a, a very strange thing. He says, We don't know the number of them because there were so many, which is against Chazal. Chazal tells 120 uh, members of Anshin Sagadayla. So for the, it's very strange that the Khazari would argue with that and say that there were more than we could count. Right. Now the question is, how long was it Tukufa of Anshin Sagadayla? In other words, was it one door only? Or was it a, a situation of whatever group of people? Who led Klaishal together, it could have been a longer period than that. Not necessarily. It could have been one door. Shimon Tzadik was a coin god. The Anshin Gesakadola was the beginning of the Anshin of the Bayesarini. Shimon Tzadik was at the beginning of Bashani also, he was the time of Alexander. So we know when we know when 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 he came. It was at the towards the beginning of Bashani of Bayashani. The Pasha says the Anjika Sakdara was one door. And we know we don't know all the names. But uh, but uh, we know a lot of them and uh, the next door was a door of Shimon Azali. That's already he's gonna get that. We haven't got to that yet. So okay, you can work it out. It's not a problem. It works out. The, we know that Hashem uh, Azarik was at the time of Alexander. We know that Hitler was at the time of of Herdus. That's already after. If he's from Sheriff Nitzchak, that's after. Okay. So we have few hundred years. Why? We know. We know. We know the breakdown of Bayashani. Out of the 420 years, the Bayashani stood. We know there were 103 years by the Romans, 103 years by the Chashmirayim. There was how many years were by the Greeks? We can work it out. And there were 36 years or 34 years to be dispersed by the Persians. Okay. That's not a problem. So there isn't, so you're saying, because there's not a lot of time. It's only one dot. So what he has to say, they suffer from Miro, it doesn't mean that there were an untold amount of them. It means you don't know all their names. Now the Chazal tell us the names of all 120 people of Lanjkes Lagadoda, it's too many. We know four or five names, we know that Mordechai came back from Babel after the story of Purim, he was one of Lanjkes Lagadoda, we know Ezra was, we know Nehemiah was, we know Zerubbabel was, we have a few names we know about, and uh, we don't know all of them. There were too many for the Tanakhos, one of them, but we know. Those ones who came back from Babel was Zerubbabel, he was the leader of the first wave of immigrants who came back from Babel, and they were the Tamil of the Nevi'im. Kasha Amru, this is the mission of the Nevi'im, Masurud, Now, that's the only time we don't have a somebody specific who was the link in the chain. We have a rabbi. Morale explains the beginning of Pergavis, why it had to be like that, why it wasn't like a one, after it was always one person, or two people, but today we don't have one person specifically, we have a whole group of people. And uh, what the morale explains over there 
is that this was an interface because there was a certain level a Navi was. That's why Hillel Kayesh was a Navi. The later on Chachamim weren't Nabiim. They were Chachamim, they weren't Nabiim. And therefore, the bridge between a Navi to non Navi, one person couldn't be on the same level. So we needed a lot of people to make up for what one Navi would have been. And now that we made the bridge from the Vur to non Nabur, so now we can go from a Rabim of non Nabiim to a Yachir of non Nabiim. So it's like to, to make the transition, if you want, uh, more seamless between the different stages, so you have a Rabim. Now, what, who the generations are after? We're going to go through the Mishnah. So, Achrayim, Darshim, and Atalik, Kain Gadol. And then he says, Umishai, Vesiyas, and Tamidim, and Chaveray. Vachara, Vantiganus, and Shleichah, and Fursam. And with Tamidah, from the Tamidim, and Vantiganus, and Shleichah, with the Sarakum Baytas, Shashem Shakaifim. Over him, Nikrut, and Dagim, and these splinter groups, which came and denied the Torah Shabbal Peh, that's what came from the Tamidim, and Vantiganus, and Shleichah. And they called it to take on the Vetoisim. And the question is, why does he bring that in? That that's uh, tangential. He's trying to tell us the Messiah of the Chacham. So why does he go off topic to tell us about the Tukum and the Vetoisim? So there's an interesting point here. I heard this from Ramosh Perezah and Racha. And that is, why Dafka with the Tukum, the Tabinum and Tukum Shusayfa? In Ke'ira, there was a. It's, it's true that they misunderstood what he taught, but why was the Dafka that dark? Where the the idea of the Stokim took root and became a movement in its own life, became a splinter group of Klaistra. So the answer is it was a reaction to Nanavu. Until then there had been a beam in every door. And even Shimon Atalik, who wasn't a Navi, but he was on the level of doing this. Maybe he didn't get direct uh, direct messages from Hashem, but we see in the Gemara, he did a lot of Nisim. As long as he was a rival the Nisim stayed in the best of Mikdash, he said himself. Every time I went to Kodesh HaGadoshim, a vision came of a white man, a man in white who took me in and brought me out. So there was still that connection to the spiritual in some extent. The first Torah we don't find that was the Torah on Tegnesh and the Talmud of Shemra Tzadik. And there was a Torah which was only, so to speak, the Chachma without uh, the obvious connection to to the Ruchnis, to Rucha Kodesh or to Nevo, whatever it was. And therefore Tzadik and Basis were a reaction to that. They were used to Gedalim who had Ruch HaKodesh, who had Nebuah, who could do Nisim. And now that's not without that, this isn't the same thing. Which is why they went back to saying, we don't accept Torah Shabbal Peh. We're used to a, a level of, of Godless where there's Nebuah. And if you had to maybe make this a bit more understandable in our terms. Um, imagine that uh, we were used to Gedalim Adar having certain abilities. And we know that every God will have Ruch HaKodesh, and you can say things which uh, make Nisim and give Tfilis, which works. And he says, Dar after Dar after Dar. And suddenly someone comes along and says, He's the God. Okay, well, can you give us this? No, I can't do that anymore. Can you give us brachas? No, sorry, no brachas here. Uh, what am I telling us what's going to happen? I have no idea what's going to happen. It's going to have a reaction. Like, that's not the God we used to. And therefore, it's, that doesn't suffice as that's what a God represented. Which is the first Dar we find that was Antigonus. That he, as, even though he was a God, and he was a Messiah, he didn't have that same Koyach of connection to the Ruchni world. Which is why he had that reaction. And he started as well. This, we don't see him as the same kind of God that used to be before now. And therefore, we don't accept, we don't accept him as a God. That's not the Torah we used to. Which is, uh, it, it, it became, so to speak, the, the reaction to the change that there was in, in Klai Yisrael. This is somehow connected to it. It's connected, we have to explain it. Why, why Dafka Antigonus says what he said. And why that was misunderstood. Well, he was well, called it seems to be saying an independent reason, but they just question 
That's true. That's true, but it also is the get what he said, and it's also the get why it's called Ish Soichi. But, uh, Soichi, this person can see. But it's, uh, but it's, uh, it's a separate fashion. Yeah. Sorry? Both types of the world taking away. You're saying we had a Nebuah in general. What, why would they want just to take away the general Nebuah? Instead of a person coming to him on his own, like Moshe and like you said before, Rabbi, that the Dara is not, why, why can't the same today in the Sinai say, get to that level that he could be revived for Nebuah? Because again, there is still Shah Avedazar. If they, what they want to do is take away Avedazar, then you have to take away the, the, the whole concept of Avedazar as well. The person on himself can get to that level. The, we spoke, we spoke about this lots of times. What Hashem did when He took away the, the, the yet of a desire is He took away the connection to the spiritual world. So now that we ta- detach from that world, we can't work with it. So there's no possibility of doing a desire because we can't access spirituality. Then it has to work both ways. The Gemara says, the the same be a day. Which means they don't know what they're doing. They don't understand how the system so works in the connection. Okay, we still we still have Kayakatara. We have Kayakatara. But we don't understand what we do. And as we don't have a connection to the spiritual world, we understand how things work. We just know we do ter- we learn the Torah, we do the mitzvahs, and it has a result. Just like by them. They had a Messiah of this is the chant you say, or this is the avoid you do, and it has a result. But it's been like we said, we have no idea what they do. The, the knowledge of how the spiritual world works was taken away from us. And that's us as well. Becoming a Navi wasn't just the level of going through the steps of Pinchas Benyar and you know, finishing the Sishar. Becoming a Navi, there was a certain idea of Melachim and how the world works and who's, what the Shem is and how you use them, and it was taken away from us. People study Kabbalah today, it's not that. It's not that. For sure. The Arizal itself says, it's like, no, it's fine. Arizal. We can understand what the Navim could, could, could connect to. But perhaps it's, it's, we understand there is such a concept. We don't know how to, do, you know, how to connect to the concept the same way. Are we worried about taking away one second? Or is it slowly got left? No, but taking away one second. But it's what we saw before, and what Yosef pointed out is right. The people who had it didn't lose it. It was just, it was just taken away from then on. The Nevim who were Nevim were still Nevim. So they couldn't like, say it to their son? We don't find that uh, the Nevim died when the Shantas took away the Nevo. They lived out their lives, that was the end, there was no one else. Mishnah Dalit, Antigonus is. Talmidim about Tignus who were Tzadikim. They came to argue with Tzadik and Pesos. And they said, Adar, but the way to relate to Chachamim is to be shaved with Tzadik and Pesos. You have to listen to Mekabal, the Torah Shabbal Peh, which means the, the Divrei, as opposed to the Tzadik and the Beitos, who they weren't prepared to Mekabal it, 100%. How come Tzadik's... The two Yaisis, and now the Chachamim, the next star, V'chein Amu, V'shemez Yaisif bin Yaisif, and Yaisif bin Yaisif, both of them, Batla Yashkodas. Shinema ain't Ashkel, the Achol and Ashkel is like a full bunch of grapes. And why were they called the Ashkelas? The Gemara says in Saita, if they should lay Yadu, lay Ovi, Minora, Vadia Moisa. There were people who didn't do Averis their whole lives. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says the Ashkelas is that Isha, cold boy, which means that they have everything. 
And the way Rashi explains it means Shakalboy means the whole Torah, the Shemes and everything. Each Shakal boy means they didn't do anything wrong. So therefore the entire life was with them. Like we said, it says that, for example, it says, Matsari Menu, Avram, Baba, Yom, that they came with all their days. They never spent days doing the wrong thing, that they were missing parts of their life. So you understood, Eshashkodis as somebody who came with all their, all their, their mice, and there was no mice there, which is also a tremendous fetish. A person could do that. Anyway, that was the next star. Acharov, Yeshuv, and Prakhya, Dvarim, the first one, Venitar, Bere, Hoibudari. I never understood why the Kuzari said it like that. What we know about them is uh, they put in the same door. One was our base, one was a Nasi. The way he makes it, the Shubin Prak was before some, and they happened to be Nitar Bali also in the same door. It's good that he, he sees the one as being much more of a Kayak than the other one. Uh, I don't know where he got that from. The the Mishnah puts them together. The Achra of Yudah bin Tavish and Bishatah of Abraham. Why is he bringing that? He was one of the. He was a link in the Messiah? No, for sure not. This is the Gemara Kedushin. The Gemara tells us that Yanai was a king, Yanai was also a coin. And Yanai, at one stage, wanted to celebrate a victory, and at the party that he made, and invited all the Chachamim to, he put on the Beit Bekon, because he was a coin. And uh, there was a certain Chashash to the Yichus of Yanai's mother, and therefore we make a Mechmin if he was a Kosher coin or not. And the Ram is the love of Echad and Yanai Melech. And one of them you're a king, you don't have to be a coin god also, leave the left of the coin him. He took it as an affront, which means you're not right to be a coin. And when it was proven that he actually was a coin, so then a certain one of his advisors, that was the resident Pira, the Gemara says, advised him that to take revenge on the Chachamim, and therefore, and therefore, what's what he did? Yana went and killed all the Chachamim, or chased them out of various Israel. The Chachamim, because uh, he saw them as being his opposition. Now that you've killed all the Chachamim, we're going to Torah from. This is not, you can read Hebrew, I can read Hebrew, the Torah is there, you can go and learn it. And, Ve'al Targish B'Torah well, that's very nice. You have a servitor who's going to teach you the Torah Shabbat. So he doesn't follow Torah Shabbat. Vehem Elohim, Mishama Divrayim, Vehegdach Chachamim. He accepted that, and therefore he he had no qualms about killing or exiling all the Chachamim, or Vichlolam Shema Ben Shetach, including the Chachamim who had to run away for their lives, was Shema Ben Shetach, who was his brother-in-law. It says Vayichasana. It's a mistake. The Gemara says clearly Shema Ben Shetach's sister was his wife. And therefore, it, it, there was this house, and there was a sign that was his brother-in-law. There was Nachachom, the Gemara says that. that there was a door where there was Nachachom in Israel because of the reign of terror that Yana imposed. And until he saw it, known in And then he had to bring Shem Ben Shatach back again, with promises that he would let him come back and teach Talmudim again, because he saw the difference it made when there was Nachachom. The Godish Layach, they tried to keep the Torah without the Chomim, so they couldn't do it. And Jehoshaphat, the Shemesh, the Chomim, of Alexandria, 
And so, so he had to ask Hashem and Shalach, he'd run to Egypt, to Alexandria, to come back again. And he did, and he reopened his Yeshiva in Yishalayim. And then the Messiah went back again because uh, they were teaching Torah again, so it returned. What's interesting is that this is where the Khazari ascribes the beginning of the Quran to. The Gemara doesn't say that. The Gemara's Mishmah says that Yanni became a stoky. And uh, the Khazari is saying it differently to that. The Khazari is saying that this was a new movement called Karaim, which began with Yanni HaMelech. And the Ebrei says, he said, Lemaisa, uh, the, 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 when Yana had that period of time when had already laid the roots for this movement of Karaim, who wouldn't accept the Chachamim. So even though Yana himself had to eventually retract and accept the Chachamim, Lemaisa, this movement that he began of not accepting the Chachamim was still there. And now the Kuzari says more clearly, this isn't the same as the Stokim. Uh, the Karoim in a way are worse than Stokim. Uh, in other words, even though Stokim also didn't accept Tarash uh, Rabbe, he said by them it was more that they didn't believe in it. But the Karoim were actively trying to uproot it. They trying to uproot Tarash Rabbe. This was the second uh, anti-Chachami movement. It was uh, Kenire, the Kazari considers it worse than the Tzadikim. Even though it's interesting, in the Gemara we don't find that. In the Gemara we find the ones who are always fighting with Chachom with the Tzadikim. And the ones who are always trying to uh, confuse the, 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 the word how they would Makadish the Chodesh, or uh, so to speak, change the way that things were done with the Tzadikim. We don't find that Karim is being forced in time of the Gemara. But uh, nevertheless, the Kazari understood that uh, the, the, the Karayim were a separate group with a different agenda. Their, their agenda was uh, to find the Chachamim. In that way, he says they were worse than the Tzadikim and the Beit Which uh, this, this wasn't uh, the original movement. This was the Talmudim of, of Yanai, really, who, who began this, not just to then accept the Chachamim, but a campaign to fight the Chachamim. And it was, it was a second the splinter group which remained within the ranks of the Jewish people, which was fighting against the, the, the Messiah of Israel. This during the time of the Zugas, it's called? That's, that's yes, the time of the Zugas. Right. And that's, that's right before the, Tanai? Yes, the beginning of the Tanai. That's what the Kuzai was arguing in the last 20 or 30 years. The Stokim and Baitosim pretty much disappeared. <laughs> the Baitosim disappeared. After the time of the Mishnahis, we don't really find them anymore. Um, the Karayim... It could be anything, it depends on the context. But, uh, but the Karayim carried on. The Karayim are the Yamazelic Karayim. They're not a very powerful force, they're not a very... Uh, dumb, like, everyone cares about them, but we find throughout the times of the Rishonim. And even later, there were still remnants of these Karayim who, who still disagree with Chachamim and who still doing things their own way. Um, definitely they were around in the time of the Kuzari. We find that in time, uh, before the time of the Rambam, we find out there's also the Akharim talk about them. And it became a, a more long-lasting movement, so to speak, than the Stoikim and the Batosim were. Don't they still have like a little yeshiva like they have right a, after a group, the Rova? They have a few, groups, yeah, a few people in Shechem, a few people in the Old City. The Shemran, but it's not a real forced inclination anymore. We'll go back to be still next time. We'll go back to be still in the middle of the history lesson. So we'll carry on to all the different doors of the tonight.